Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeVolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. We are live, and you know what that means. It's time to get come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living a high-performance, high-altitude life. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you are tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you as always by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to all the things going on here in the high-altitude community. So if you've ever heard of NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, it's a practice used to help patients, clients, whatever, move past whatever is keeping them stuck. Right, and it's not just limited to NLP, but uh, you know, you you hear this quite a bit in the sales process, is to really kind of illustrate, if you will, to the client what the future will look like if they don't change a certain behavior, or if they do change a certain behavior, if they make that decision to move forward with you, what will the what will the world look like? What will their world look like? I've used this in the past. I'm not an NLP guy by any stretch. I don't, you know, I don't personally use that. Don't. You know, it's not my thing. I get it. And uh, nothing against anybody who does. It's just uh, not what I pr- prefer to use. But a question I like to ask my clients is, let's get into the DeLorean. If I was to put you in that DeLorean from Back to the Future and hit 88 miles an hour and the flux capacitator goes off and we open the door, what do you want to see on the other side of that time travel? What is the, what is the world that you create for yourself look like? That's future pacing. That's what they call future pacing. And the whole idea is to kind of illustrate to the client what the world will look like when they either do or don't take action. So today we're going to talk a little bit about future pacing, how to future pace yourself, how to create that reality for yourself so that you at least have a picture of what it might look like when you take the appropriate actions that you need to take in your business or in your life. Now I think a really important sort of preamble to this whole conversation is that there has to be something that you're looking to change. Could be growth you're looking to create. Could be, you know, more income. Could be the scaling of or even just the launching of a business. It could be the writing of a book. It could be almost anything. Correcting a certain behavior, becoming healthier, becoming more present with your family members, so on and so forth. The key to it is you have to first and foremost recognize an area that you really want to affect change in. And what's interesting is when I do work with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are typically people that are visionary in their very nature. right? They're looking forward. They're future pacing themselves and saying, okay, great. What is it that I need to do to get where I want to be? They have a sense of the future. 
They have a sense of going somewhere other than staying stuck, which is pretty uncommon. All you have to do is look around today and notice there are a lot of people that are kind of stuck in one place. Would you agree? And it's a little bit frightening, almost a little bit disconcerting if you think about the, the talent and the wisdom and, and the smarts that we should have as a collective society these days with all the technology and all the advances and just you know the human experience. It would lead one to believe that we would be future pacing ourselves all the time. We'd be thinking into the future and saying, okay, what can I do next? What can I do next? How can I push the bar just a little bit higher for myself? Now, this isn't coming from a place of ultra-competition com against each other. It's really competing against ourselves, creating the highest form of excellence we can for ourselves. And there are certain people that really can't stand this whole achievement talk. So to those people, I say, very well, carry on and have a nice life. <laughs> but to the high-altitude people in the world, you, I want to speak to you about how to future-pace yourself. What does the world look like in your sort of vision and it doesn't have to be 5 10 15 years down the road it could be i'm thinking what's it going to look like 12 months from now here we are this is the very first high altitude mentorship show of december of 2015 which means we really only have a few more of these this year crazy to believe this year has gone by like a flash and what's interesting is depending on how your year has panned out to this point is probably indicative of the amount of future pacing you've done over the last even 11 months, but certainly over the last 12 to 13. As we sort of start to stare down the business end, if you will, of the rest of this year and get ready for 2016, we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we want to see when that ball drops on New Year's Eve of next year? You have just a little more than a year left, to not just visualize that, but also to create it for yourself. Future pacing is all about having that vision for the future, but also being very intentional, right? It's not just about putting up pretty pictures on a corkboard and hoping for the best. It's about having a plan in place. It's about taking massive purposeful action, it's about doing all the things we talk about on a regular basis here. But it's also, more importantly, and I think it's, it's key to the whole concept of future pacing it's about aligning yourself with your future self, aligning yourself now who you are today as you stand with the person that you intend to become. And I think that's important. The first aspect to future pacing is to align your thoughts and your beliefs with the type of person you want to become. There's a great quote by a guy named Jim Cathcart. His quote is, would, how would the person I intend to become do what I'm about to do right now? How would the person that I intend to become do what I'm about to do right now? Now think about that. It's a great litmus test. Would you agree? If you intend to become a bodybuilder or a marathon runner, that future you, would they be putting whatever you're about to put in your mouth and digest into your body? It's a really interesting question to ask. Because now all of a sudden you have to kind of be honest with yourself. Take that long, hard, cold look in the mirror and say, whoa, am I doing the actions that are going to be necessary to put me in that position to be who I want to be in the future? And it all starts with your thought system and your belief system. If you're constantly thinking healthy, 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 and you're believing I am a healthy person, I'm a marathon runner, or you know, I'm a triathlete, or I'm a bodybuilder, or whatever that, whatever that target you're shooting at is, if you start thinking as if, then suddenly 
you start to act as if. If you start to believe as if, you certainly start to take the actions as if you are already there. It's kind of interesting. It goes back to that old proverb, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one simple step. And that one simple step begins right now, today. In other words, if you want to begin future pacing yourself for where you want to be a year from now, you have to start thinking to yourself, what is the outcome that I'm looking for? But not focusing on the outcome, getting clear on what that outcome looks like, and then start thinking and believing as if you are that person already. Because I think you'd have to agree, there's a big difference between getting what you want and sort of planning it out and thinking about it. You have to also behave as if that person. You have to behave as if you are already the person that has the outcome that you want. That's as important as anything else. Your thoughts and your beliefs will drive your actions. Your actions drive your results. And your results will reinforce your belief system. And I think for most of us, we get that. But what's most important is that you understand that if you start thinking as if you're already there... You've won the battle. It's like half the battle won already. It's just the next domino that needs to fall. What is that next domino? Well, you have to have some form of a plan of attack. There has to be a plan of attack. And, of course, I talk about this in Flight Plan to Success. I teach the Flight Plan to Success method in the book. And whether you decide to use the Flight Plan to Success method or not, you have to have some form of a plan of attack. So you have to be able to say to yourself, in 12 months, what do I need to do to get the results that I'm envisioning for myself? If I dial my thoughts and my beliefs up into a place that is in alignment with the person I need to become in order to get there, then what's the plan of attack? What do I need to do to get there? Jim Rohn has a great quote, by the way. Become a millionaire, not for the million bucks. Become a millionaire for what it takes of you to make the million bucks. Because what it takes of you is not hoping it's going to work out. It takes very intentional, purposeful planning. It takes preparation. And then, of course, it takes execution, which we'll get to here in just a moment. But you have to be able to, 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 to give yourself that opportunity to lay the groundwork, the foundation for your own success, to be able to say to yourself, yeah, I've got the, the pieces in place. I'm not sure what all the steps are yet. And I understand that many of those steps are going to fall into place as I go, as I proceed. But in order for me to be able to at least take that first step, I have to have thought through it thinking and believing like the person that I will become a year or even five years down the road, but also taking the actions that are in alignment with that. And those actions are dictated, of course, by uh, the, that planning process to be able to plan, give, you, give yourself the plan of attack. Now, this next step is super important, and it's unfortunately not spoken much about, but if you are going to future pace yourself, you also have to have checkpoints along that flight plan to be able to measure. In other words, you have to have some form of metrics. You have to have metrics in place. Metrics are extremely important. If you have a financial goal and in your business you know you have to make a certain amount of sales, then obviously you divide the amount of money necessary, you know, your, your financial goal by the amount of sales necessary to get there, divided by 12 or divided by 52, whatever it looks like, so that you know exactly how many sales you need to make per week, per month, etc., to get where you want to be. You have to have the metrics in place. The whole word pacing means just like a pace car in a, in a, in a, in a car race. They set the pace. They set the speed for all the cars, the race drivers, to follow. And then, of course, the pace car gets out of the way. The race car drivers hit the gas, and everybody starts on equal footing. And what's most important about that is, is that your future self, that future pacing that you create for yourself, is the person that says, great, 
I know that if I want to be a million dollar earner, I have to sell a million dollars worth of commissions, million dollars worth of products or whatever that looks like. And that means that I've got to sell, you know, 100,000 or more per month in order to hit that. Well, if you're selling houses, that might mean one sale a month, right? One house a month. If you're selling cars, that's a whole lot more units that need to get moved. So it's important to understand what the metrics are. How much do you make per sale? How much does each transaction lead into your pocket in order to help you get to that desired outcome? And let's say it's not a money goal. Let's say it's a fitness goal. You know, how much weight do you need to lose? How many, you know, how many miles do you need to run to get to that place where you are up to par with being able to run and complete a marathon or a triathlon or whatever the goal is? Every thing that you measure will grow. It will expand. It will improve. It will refine. But you have to have the metrics in place, and it's shocking how little we pay attention to how much money's coming in, how much money's going, how many calories are coming in, how much calories are going out, so on and so forth. If we have those metrics in place, then and only then do we have a way to measure whether or not we're making the appropriate progress. And that leads us to the next step, and that is to be able to track and adjust. So you have the metrics in place. The metrics tell you where you need to be, but then you have to be able to track, are you hitting those metrics, right? Are those metrics working for you? And what's interesting is when you go into the track and adjust phase, not only are you future pacing, but you're pacing right now. You're knowing in the moment if the actions you're taking, in other words, that plan of attack you created for yourself in the beginning, you're, you're, you have that knowledge, that knowing in the moment if whether or not it's really working, or does it need to be adjusted? Does it need to have refinement to it? This, I, I truly think this right here is one of the most awesome Jedi, ninja, whatever you know, sort of analogy you want to draw to it, the varsity level action of a true champion in business and life is the ability not just to have metrics in place, but to actually track them and then adjust accordingly. In Flight School to Success, the course I, the course I teach, there's a whole two modules on this, two of the six modules, a whole 33% of Flight School to Success has to do with tracking and adjusting. If you can take the information and say to yourself, this is not working, we need to increase our sales, or maybe we need to refine the way we go about our sales, or listen, we need to train more so that we can uh, you know, uh, get to that outcome that we're looking for in our, in our fitness goal. Whatever it looks like, if you know what those metrics are and you're applying the metrics on a continual, you know, uh, you know, continuous basis and you're tracking them, then suddenly you have, without a doubt, know exactly what you need to do to adjust. Sometimes you need to work harder. Sometimes you need to work less. Sometimes you need to put more emphasis into the marketing and more emphasis into the sales. What's interesting is those answers become very obvious very quickly. And you'll see any great entrepreneur out there has a tracking and adjusting phase to their business. They know exactly where they need to be. They know if they're ahead or behind. And if they're ahead, they know to keep the gas pedal on. If they're behind, they know how to you know, make the correct adjustments to get back on point and back on track. And finally, I think as important to all of this is, in order to future pace, in order to say to yourself, where do I want to be in a year and actually get there, you have to build in the contingency plan. Think of this as wiggle room. It's surprising to me, it's actually not so surprising, but it still kind of shocks me a little bit when entrepreneurs don't, place into, don't put into place any wiggle room. 
any financial wiggle room, time wiggle room, uh, wiggle room for creativity. It's as if they think it's going to go off perfectly on the first iteration, and very rarely does it. Very rarely does it. In fact, a lot of times what they find is that the plan that they work so hard to create falls apart in the first few steps. Now, you may say to yourself, but JT, we invested all this time into the planning phase, and now all of a sudden you're telling me the, the planning wasn't worth it? Absolutely it was worth it. You had to have a place to start from. But if you had the plan of attack in place, if you started and you had the right thoughts and beliefs and you're operating from a place of you know, that of the person that you're becoming, right? How, do, how would the person I intend to become do what I'm about to do? If you're in alignment with that, but you realize through tracking and adjustment that things aren't working out, you have to build in enough place, enough time and space, literally, maybe even enough financial space in order to make the adjustments. The question you have to ask yourself is, what's more important, saving a buck or two here or actually accomplishing the mission down the road? These are the kinds of questions that the savvy entrepreneur, the true mission accomplishment you know, person that's, that's dialed into accomplishing their mission understands. And that's what I want for you, my friends. So today and every single day, as you begin to look to the future, as we start to kind of round down 2015 and open the door for 2016, it's time to start thinking about future pacing, literally seeing yourself as you will be in a year, 18 months, 36 months, whatever the time frame that you're looking to plan out is. My humble request, or my, I guess my suggestion more so than a request, because uh, this is your life, this is your mission, but I, as your mission accomplishment coach, I humbly, in fact not so humbly, submit to you that it doesn't it's more effective to not plan so far down the path. I'd rather see you plan 12 months down the path and then take it from there. A lot of things change in a year. Who knows where your focus will be? Who knows where your vision will be? You may be doing something right now that's getting you exactly where you want to be 10 or 15 years from now. Or maybe things will change. But I'd rather see you focus on the close term, the short term, the 12-month 12, 12 window, if you will, to see where you can be 12 or even 13 months down the path. And it first and foremost begins with thinking, thinking and believing like the person that you are becoming 12 to 13 months from now. It means having those metrics in place and a plan of attack in order to get to those metrics, being able to track and adjust accordingly to how those metrics are working out and, of course, planning for and executing on the contingencies. When you do this, you will find that you have better results, but more importantly, you can see the road before it comes to you, and therefore you have much more control and better results in the long term. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.